are Locked On Spurs, your daily San Antonio Spurs podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to Locked On Spurs right here on the Locked On NBA Network. I'm your host, Jeff Garcia, San Antonio Spurs writer. Glad to have you back. And this episode of Locked On Spurs is brought to you by 1010. 1010 is an exclusive collection of 10 one-of-a-kind engagement rings designed by 10 of the most distinctive designers working today. Only using diamonds responsibly and sustainably sourced from Botswana, 10 design masters have each produced a set of 10 uniquely beautiful diamond rings. They're available right now at exclusively at bluenow.com. This exciting collection of truly unique limited edition and diamond engagement rings, well, they're available right now only at bluenow.com. All right, so what are we doing today? We're going to be talking about Lonnie Walker. Now, I know he's been out for a couple of games, including the game last night versus the Warriors. But uh, prior to that, uh, he, he's been kind of erratic. And maybe erratic is just an understatement. He's really been up and down, really consistent. And with the focus now on the young guys, well, that focus is going to shine on him more because he's getting more playing time. And this caused a divide right now among Spurs fans. Spurs fans are debating uh, fiercely on social media about what to make of Lonnie. We're going to be discussing that as well as looking at the forwards. It's been a while since we've uh, done our past the quarter mark season reviews. And uh, yeah, we're going to tackle the forwards and how they're doing. So to bring on the guy who's kind of egging on Spurs fans about Lonnie Walker, I don't know. Is that the right way to say it? I mean, you've really been uh, pro Lonnie? Can't I don't know anti Lonnie? I don't know. Well, he's Casey Vieira, San Antonio sports reporter, also a part of uh, Vieira's in San Antonio or Vieira's in SA. Uh, we'll talk about that in a bit. Casey, you're you're stoking the fires, aren't you? You really are. <laughs> yeah, you know what, man? Like, uh, it was uh, it was a game last week. I forget which one last week. Uh, what was their win last? Week? Minnesota. It was the mm-hmm. Minnesota game, and. I'm watching it, and this is in the middle of them, you know, the the lousy part that they played in the first 38 minutes of that basketball game. And Lonnie Walker, an integral reason why they were playing lousy, and I tweeted something to the effect of that Lonnie was going to lose. He's on the verge of losing, losing his minutes to Devin Vassell. Mm-hmm. And so that sparked some banter, whatever you know, talking on Twitter, whatever, anything else. And so the next day, someone makes a a parallel on Twitter, a a contextual parallel, not exactly saying that this was the case, but for a sake of context, putting up Bryn Forbes's line, comparatively speaking to Lonnie Walker's line. Right. And Bryn Forbes's expectations being an undrafted guy compared to Lonnie Walker's expectations, a uh, uh, top 20 pick in the draft. And long, long story short, that's what it was. And all of a sudden, that just blows up into, to use my my wording that I said in the tweet, I said civil nuclear warfare on Spurs <laughs> Twitter. Because See, you use words like that, Casey. I mean, what do you expect? I know, man. And I'm just saying, like, I'm like, this is Lonnie freaking Walker, man. This is not like we're talking about <laughs> like Duncan or, or Ginobili right. or Parker. And next thing you know, it's turning into a, a three, four-day thing. And I guess we'll make it five and six, considering we're bringing it back up again. But all right. of a sudden, like, guys are threatening to take the other guys' girls and stuff um, stuff <laughs> like that. I'm saying, whoa, hold on. Yeah, yeah. Take, take, take it easy there, Spurs. Yeah. Well, let's go ahead and dive into it and uh, put Lonnie Walker in focus and what's uh, causing – Spurs fans to get riled up here. Well, first of all, I want to start off this segment by saying, Casey, he's having a career season. If you look at the numbers, just for his numbers, career uh, scoring, 11.2 points per game currently. Clear, career rebounds, 3.1. Career assists, 1.7. Uh, the list goes on and on. For him, he's having a career season. And if you just wanted your young guys to get better, then technically he is doing that. Why are Spurs fans not seeing that angle? Well, I think there's a couple reasons they're not seeing that angle. The first one is the fact that there was such a a high expectation that was put on Lonnie Walker 
the second he got to San Antonio and it slowly increased more and more and more and more for a guy that we largely knew nothing about. And I think part of the reason, part of the novelty with Lonnie was the fact that largely the Spurs haven't had over the past 20 years or whatever, haven't really had a, 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 a group of younger guys on the roster, true, true prospects to look forward to. So I think part of the reason there was that kind of, I guess, uh, he garnered that kind of reaction was that it was almost like the sense of a novelty. Yeah, we have something new thinking about the future that's on its way. Then you throw in the fact that Bryn Forbes last season played poorly and Marco Bellinelli mm-hmm. last year played poorly. And that started the coalition of, hey, put Lonnie on the floor. And like something that we talked about all year is that when they did, yeah, he had his good moments, but he had his equally bad moments as well. And that was kind of a, a given what you'd expect with a 21-year-old at the time, a sec- really a first-year guy uh, in many regards. But mm-hmm. we knew, and, and we were taking it for what it was. And the bubble, he was okay. Not bad, not great. He was, he was okay. He got by. But entering this season, those expectations were, I mean, they were still there. They were tempered a little bit thanks to Keldon blowing up the way he did right. in the bubble and he became that shiny new toy. But it's not like, like he was, it's not like Lonnie was fully thrown to the side like Andy did to Woody. I mean, they still cared about this guy. <laughs> you know what I mean? They still cared about him. There's still a lot of investment into him. So you put Lonnie into that starting spot like it's been the case the entire season. And since he's become that polarizing figure now for better and for worse, Everything is just under a microscope with him. So when he plays poorly, all the haters are going to be like, we told you so. We told you so. Why are you getting so excited? And then on the contrary, when he comes back with a 25 spot and hits five threes, all the people are flexing, saying, oh, you know, that's why you stick with a young guy. We did it with Manu and Tony and blah, 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 and, and, and everything you'd expect to hear. So you get to that point, people who who are just way too overly impassioned by the subject matter, you lead to a massive week-long feud, nuclear eruption between all of Twitter, which, again, I guess sparks the conversation that when we get back to it at its core, we don't know what he is yet. We don't. Well, Well, here's the thing, though, and I go back to my opening statement. He's shown progress. And that's what you want. When DeMar DeRozan was out for a couple games because of personal issues, uh, I think they had that game set versus the Minnesota Timberwolves. He stepped up 20-plus point hours in both games. Right. Uh He has freakish athletic ability. We know that. So that has been sorely missing uh, for this Spurs team for quite some time. And despite the fact that, yeah, maybe Kelden is getting a lot of the shine right now and, you know, rightfully so, you know, the kid is making tremendous strides in what just his sophomore season in the league. Lonnie is still there. Lonnie is still plugging away. I mean, you look at uh, just simple, well, look at his game logs. Okay, fine. Let's so what has he been doing the last few games that's caused this uh, before the uh, injury that has him out? Well, he, the last game he played versus Minnesota was the win. He only scored two points in 21 minutes. Four points against Memphis the game before in 15 minutes. Then you have 12 points against Memphis again in 25 minutes. And then he did he before that, he had a three-point game. You see what's going on. And I get what Spurs fans are looking at, like what is going on here. But we've chron- we chronicled this many times. He is fully aware of that is his issue. That mm-hmm. it is simply his inconsistency. Right. Is it too soon to say that this is Lonnie Walker? That no matter if he's wearing a Spurs uniform, a Bucks uniform, or a Rockets uniform, this is going to be Lonnie Walker? Is it too soon to say that? I do think, yeah, it's too soon to say that. But I also think that we have to really temper our expectations with Lonnie Walker here and realize that this guy in all likelihood is not going to be an all-star. He can be a – I mean, his peak in my mind is probably a, a top seven, maybe fringe starter dependent on the team, but I think a, a top seven rotational guy. And when you temper that back a little bit 
at least in my mind, I feel like comparatively speaking to the rest of the Spurs, Twitter, Spurs fan, and whatever you want to call it, I feel like I've kind of found it a diplomatic balance, so to speak, because mm-hmm. there's been so many times where for all that good stuff that we've seen offensively, defensively, and I was wrong about this because I was sold when he was talking about Drew Holiday and, and how he's mm-hmm. going to match his game like him. And I'm like, you know what? That's a good parallel. Like th- th- that, that could be something to work to. Well, Drew, Hall- Drew Holiday's might be the best perimeter defender in the entire league at that point guard guard spot. He, he might be the premier defender at that spot or at least one of the top five. Lonnie has shown no semblance aside from just being a, a big body that he is, that he's going to be anything remotely close to that. There's a lot of times where he's just getting burned off the dribble times that he just doesn't look like it's all there. And you wonder if that's a product of the shot going in. If it's going in, he's feeling more in check into the game. Right. If it's going out, well, it's, he's not there. He's not present. Well, well is it, do you think maybe the expectation should be tempered on the offensive side? Because defensively, he's okay. You know, I think that's where you see a lot more impact. You think so? From, I, I think so. Because if we just break it down, like some of the numbers he does, you know, if he gets two or more steals, the Spurs are three and zero. When he gets five defensive rebounds or more, yeah. But then you said it right there. Though, but but you said it right there though. That's three games. Right. That's three games. I mean, if this was two or two or if it was 13 games and we had a, I right. mean, that's a very small number. Okay, so now let's look at the offensive end. I have the Spurs okay. fair when he has a larger sample size. So in 18 games, mm-hmm. um, that's the sample size right there. When he has just three or more three point attempts, so uh-huh. he's trying to knock down those three point shots. Spurs are 11 and seven. Uh-huh. When he's assisting in uh, seven games, so if he just has one assist or more. So if he's passing the ball around, being involved, the Spurs are 10 and seven. Um, so it seems to me the Spurs could possibly have quite the impactful two-way player. Cause I'm saying, you know, I see his defensive side. You're mentioning the offensive side. Mm-hmm. If he just can bring it together, the Spurs can have a sub like potent weapon on both ends of the court, but he's not there yet. But I mean, I mean, that's all those things that we just said. It, it, these are things that we know. And those numbers right there speak exactly to it, is that we don't know which guy is going to show up to work today mm-hmm. every night that he plays. Yeah. For the nights that DeMar was out, the, those two games that DeMar was out, yeah, he put up 20 pieces back-to-back. But when DeMar DeRozan comes back, those shot opportunities are not going to be there. So when they're not going to be there and you're taking eight shots instead of 18, well, you got to find other ways to impact the game. And I think that's been the gripe with a lot of people with Lonnie is that when DeMar's back, and for some reason they like to spin it that DeRozan's the fault here. It's not DeRozan's the fault. It's Lonnie's not adapting to his role. That's the issue. That's the issue at that point. Do you think – I mean, I'm tempted to say this for the next uh, segment here, but we know that Derek is back. He's trying to find his way back into the groove. Uh, Rudy Gay yesterday uh, before the game versus the Warriors said that Derek White is on path, on, on track to do that. But that big question now has become, is he better, Lonnie, that is, served coming off the bench. You know what, we'll, we'll say that for the next segment. Uh, when we get back, we're going to be talking about Lonnie Walker and where he may fit better among the team. Um, maybe the starting role is not for him. Maybe being a potent uh, weapon off that bench is better. But before we do that, I want to talk to you about betonline.ag. That's the one place that has you covered and the one place we trust, betonline.ag. Sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag and use promo code LOCKEDON for a 50% welcome bonus. NFL's over, I get, I know, but NBA's well underway. You got an MLB, NHL, they're right around the corner. So don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action. Use promo code LOCKEDON to receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. We are back, and I'm joined by Casey Vera, San Antonio sports reporter, who during the break told me that he's up for an Emmy 
for his uh, Vieira's MSA uh, show already. Yeah, wow, you're doing tremendous strides here, Casey. You and your wife, kudos. Thank you. I don't know about the Emmy part. Every every <laughs> time I come in, I mean, man, I I, I got to hire you, hire you as my publicist and my husband because it's gone from legend to. What was what was the Dragon Ball Z reference? Oh, Legend Times Two. I think Legend they all had these cop two, out. Yeah, which is, which is the most. I said it last time. It's the, the laziest out. way to describe an upgrade. <laughs> and now <laughs> Emmy Emmy obvious. Award nominee supposedly. What's what's the what's the online equivalent of that? Do they have like yeah, Webby's I, or something like that. Yeah, something like that. Webby's or something like that. I, I couldn't think of the top of my head, but hey, I, I take an Emmy though. That'd be fun. Uh, that'd be great be great hey well you know what would be great for lonnie walker is for him to uh, maybe get some rhythm here and be consistent you know there's one thing that he is consistent about is being inconsistent and he's been inserted into the starting lineup this season we have a full, more than enough of a sample size now to kind of base our takes on this topic should he go to the bench is that bench role a better fit for lonnie casey i'm I'm starting to lean towards it. Mm -hmm. I'm starting to lean towards it. And whether it be the bench or a limited sample size and minutes, if he does stay in the rotation, I think he needs to be put in a position where you're asking for him to, I don't want to say as lit to do as little as possible, but we'll, we'll put a positive spin on it put him in the best probably position to succeed. And it was kind of the thing that really soured Spurs fans on Bryn Forbes last year was that he was not put in a position to, uh, to succeed. Bryn Forbes struggled because this is not a guy you throw out there upward 30 minutes a game and expect, you have to expect him to at least match up with some of the premier point two guards that reside in the Western conference. And he was really exposed, but you put Brent Forbes in a spot where he's playing 18 to 20 minutes and just say, you know what? You go out there, you chill in the corners and you just start chucking from distance when you get that shot. I think that's Brent Forbes better served in that role. Now, I don't think Lonnie is fully at the point where one side of the floor for, you know, I was critical before the break about his defense. I don't think it's a lost cause though, but maybe from the standpoint of, taking a little bit of that caution, a little bit of that concern that you do have, that you might have had, and cutting it by taking that load off a little bit. Mm -hmm. And perhaps chopping five minutes a game, that could five to seven minutes, give or take a game, and giving those minutes to the cell, or at mm -hmm. least that minimum not yeah. making Lonnie such a pure lock for his minutes every single night, that might, that might, emphasis on might, be able to let him breathe a little bit and try to find his way to get back on track here. How much of Vassell's, I guess, surprise? I mean, I don't know if surprise is the right word, but just play. I mean, he's pretty good for a rookie. I mean, it's not too shabby, yeah. especially a rookie in the Popovich system. Mm -hmm. We talk about Keldon's emergence, perhaps overshadowing uh, Lonnie. And then you got Vassell, who's quietly coming off that bench and being a more impactful player than Lonnie. So he's going yeah. up against those two. How how much do you think that's that's hurt him? Oh I might say it, it hurt it, him in a bad way, but you know, I'm just yeah, well, I don't know how to explain it. It's just right. like stunted no, 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 him no, no. or yeah. No, I got you. I mean I think it's been a big reason a lot of the critics have been chirping right now is that if Devin Vassell was going out there and looking lost and and giving you fifteen minutes of just dead weight out there. Yeah then I think a lot of people won't be as, as critical of Lonnie as they are. But if you're leaving Devin Vassell on the bench or playing him 10 minutes a game where he's going out there and he's doing positive things, where he's extending that reach, knocking down the corner three, starting the break, coming up with steals, whatever it may be, a lot of those little things that he's asked to do, and you – put him on the bench in favor of Lonnie, who's going out there shooting one of seven, oh, of four from three, you're going to annoy a lot of Spurs fans. And I think that's where we're at right now, at least maybe that'll change, but I think that's the reason for a lot of this, this caution that exists mm -hmm. with this team right now. Yeah. You look at uh, Lonnie Walker, take the last two games uh, before his um, 
out his illness. I think he's out with a stomach illness right now. Mm-hmm. Supposedly. Stomach yes. illness, Casey. Stomach he's, illness. He's nauseated by yeah, what's nauseated. On yes. Yeah. Um, he's shooting from the field in the last two games, three for sixteen. Not good. And the last two games, he's gone over from the three point line, over four. Uh, we mentioned a two point outing versus Minnesota February third, and then a four point outing versus Memphis on February one. Um, he has not, I repeat, has not gone to the free throw line in the last five games at all. At right. all. Right. Now, now let's look at Vassell. So what has Vassell been doing in the kind of recent games? Well, I can tell you this much, a lot more than what Lonnie's been doing. Yeah. Uh, you know, he goes uh, one for three from the three-point line. That's one more make than Lonnie's probably doing, you know, uh, nine points against uh, Houston. And he has seven points against Minnesota. But then you start looking at kind of the nitty-gritty, you know, four rebounds, two rebounds here, three steals against uh, the uh, the Rockets, uh, just two turnovers. You know, he's gone, he's gone to the free throw line uh, once. That's one more than what Alani has been doing. And But just all, overall, you're looking at the impact, and the rookie tends to be a little bit more impactful. So it begs the question, do you think Devin – would it be surprised for you if Devin gets more minutes than Lonnie as the season goes on? No. And to be honest, the way things are looking right now, Devin deserves to be getting more minutes than Lonnie Walker right now. He does. And I think in part, it goes back to talking about roles for this, these guys. I think part of the reason why you're seeing that is Lonnie is probably not in the role best suited for him. He's not. I, I, I think that's kind of what's been revealed, at least for this season, is that the spot that he's in at this moment is not the most conducive to his success. Devin Vassell, on the contrary, he's been put in a lower expectation role to go out there and do the little things, and the numbers indicate that, and, and his minutes on the floor. I don't know if you have the plus-minus there, but I have to imagine the plus-minus over the past couple of weeks has been a lot more <laughs> on the positive side than the negative side, and that's because yeah, he's I, I been mean... in, in doing all those little things. And the thing that's just killing, that's just just killing Lonnie's case right now is when that shot's not going, he's not doing much else. He's yeah. not doing much else on the floor. And that, again, is why we're we're sitting here and we're having this conversation. Yeah, when you look at just the last game they played. So the last game that Lonnie played before getting sick, uh, he was a minus five on the efficiency side. And you're looking at Devin Vassell in the last game he played, which was at Houston in the win, he was a plus 11. So he's being more impactful than Lonnie is. And look, I just feel like it was just yesterday where Lonnie was uh, the heir apparent to the Spurs throne. It really felt felt that right. way. We right. all were saying it. We're all buying it. And look, he's a great guy. He's a wonderful guy. I've gotten a chance to speak with him off the court, You know, whether it be in his venture becoming a uh, athlete investor He's he's a really good guy. Yeah. But here's the thing: how much of a window are you going to give him? Right. What I mean, do we do we give him a little break because you know he had that injury? Uh, he got injured in his rookie season, right? Or was the second year? Uh, or his yeah. rookie year. So he, he didn't start off on the right foot, but nevertheless, he got time in Austin. He got time to play and he rehabbed and he came back. He started he started seeing more time last year. You know, the pandemic happened and he played. Pretty good out in the bubble, but still that inconsistency was there when he was in a San Antonio uniform. Now you fast forward to this season, and it's still the same. It just seems to me that we need to see something already. I think by now we should have seen something. In Kelton in the second year, we're seeing what we're getting, an attacker. We know who he is, an attacking forward small forward that is just relentless and full of energy and is going to give you defense and offense mm-hmm. we're starting to get an idea of what Devin Vassell is you know same two-way impact we know what DeJounte Murray is doing now taking tremendous strides in his uh, career this season but then there's Lonnie who we're still trying to figure out how much of the window is open for him still is it wide open for right. you Casey or personally is it you know, a little bit more nudge and you're done. And you're like, you know what, this is it. No, Lonnie, you know, we don't know who you are. You know, where do you stand on that? I mean, maybe, maybe we do know where he, what he is. Maybe this is it. 
maybe this is it. Maybe this is it. Maybe this is the answer is what we're seeing right now is that he's going to be an inconsistent guy whose jump shot when it's not falling is very much a liability on the floor. I probably would not go as far to say that because that would largely insinuate that he's just not a very good basketball player, which I don't think is the case despite these struggles. I don't think, I I think he's a plenty competent basketball player in this league. And I think he's going to have a spot in a rotation, whether it's in San Antonio or wherever it may be. I think he is Mm -hmm. a, a rotational player. That's probably what you're looking at with him. But the big thing for me with when it comes down to it, when you get to just simply the black and, and black and white and ditch the gray area and taking a stance, for me, I have a hard time ditching Rockets Lonnie potential, at least through his rookie contract. Okay. I just have a hard time ditching it. And I, I think when you have blow ups like that, when you have Nights like he showed with DeMar when, when, when DeMar was out and he's shown flashes like that. I'm not ready to just dump that. I'm not. I'm not going to call him an all-star. I think we have seen nothing really out of him to indicate that he's an all-star in this league. Nothing to indicate he's a top-flight prospect in this league. But mm-hmm. we've seen enough to indicate that he's a, he's a plenty competent rotational guy. So right. I don't think you dump that for a rookie contract, just write them off entirely. Beyond that, though, uh, you're gonna, he's going to have to sell me on more beyond these, these, this year and next year. Yeah, I'm right there with you. I need to see some dividends already. I, I need to see it. Like, what, what are we doing here, Lonnie? Uh, we know what you're doing right now is that you're just not playing up to snuff. And when you, you are, you give, then you give the fan base hope. Like, you see, this is Lonnie. But it just feels like a repeat of last year. I mean, mm-hmm. so often, and I'm guilty of it too, we were hanging our hat on that game versus Houston as if that was the only game and he played the game of the millennium. You know, and it, it, After that game, go look at the game logs. It was up and down again. Mm-hmm. We're seeing that again this year. Phenomenal versus Houston. I mean, sorry, Minnesota and those two road games. And then back to that. And then fans are going to hang their hat on. Well, no, 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 Look how we played against Minnesota last year. It was no, 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 no. Look how we played against Houston. That has to stop eventually. Right. You know, right. that you can't be doing that anymore. You have to see progress. Look at DeJounte Murray. You know, granted, he has a few years up on Lonnie in the Spurs system. So maybe that's why it came together. Now it's coming together for DeJounte and we're seeing the fruit of that. Mm-hmm. That's what in his fifth year already. Maybe Lonnie deserves the same type of break. Yeah. You know, he, you know, he deserves that. So I'm not ready to dump on him, though. But I would not be surprised if his name is dangled in the trade deals, though. I That's think, for sure. Yeah. I would not be surprised if that happens. Right. And I think a lot of teams, I think they probably view Lonnie the way we do. They don't view him as a, a can't-miss potential right. all-star in this league, but they view him as a, a, a rotational guy. And if you're going to be making a move somewhere to get, I don't know, I have to formulate, I'm just kind of going off the cuff here, sure. but but make a move to, to formulate something to, I guess, get something good back in return of sending Aldridge's money off. Lonnie is probably the best sweetener that you have realistic sweetener that you have to be moved that's probably lonnie walker and i i I would i would i would think so right would you not agree with that yeah i I would think realistic realistically yeah yeah if you want to sweeten the deal for somebody to take lma's deal right now then yeah you probably would have unless you i mean well there's there's always lucas hominich but that's for another Yeah, yeah, that's for another option. No, no, no. But all jokes aside, no, right. Lonnie would be um, the guy that a team would be. Okay, fine. We'll take off, you know, that heavy duty contract you got with LMA, but throw in Lonnie or, you right. know, I, yeah, I think that. And I, I would not be surprised if this person say, okay, would not be surprised. Yeah, because you remove him and you still got some guy named Devin Vassell, who's going to get those minutes. And I, uh, and going into this season. You knew depth was coming at that spot, at that mm-hmm. spot. 
but I'm not sure a lot of people right now, a third of the way in, give or take, or whatever we are, view pretty much what it is that Vassell is all around a better basketball player, a more efficient player than Lonnie Walker would be at this point. Some yeah, people absolutely. didn't, some people thought Devin Vassell wouldn't even be here. Yeah. Devin Vassell would be down there in Florida getting ready to play in the bubble, but he's been infinitely better than what we've seen out of line. And, and the fact that they have, they did not send, I mean, obviously they can change, but as of this recording, they have not sent him to Austin. When you had guys like Lonnie and, and Derek and DeJounte be sent to Austin early in their careers, the fact they didn't do that, that speaks volumes for yeah. what they think about Vassell's potential with this San Antonio team. All right, when we get back, we're going to shift gears and go away from Lonnie and talk about the forward position and grade them and our way beyond past the quarter mark season <laughs> review of uh, yeah of your San Antonio Spurs. Uh, but before we do that, let's talk about rockauto.com. Rockauto.com is a family business serving auto part customers online for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything, motor oil, new carpet, tail lamps. You got it. You And if you need it, they have it. You want to go to rockauto.com right now because the catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. You can see all the parts available for your vehicle. Choose the brand, specifications, prices you prefer, and those prices are always reliably low. Go to rockauto.com right now. See the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know that we sent you. An amazing selection of reliably low prices. All the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com. We are back, and I'm joined by Casey Vieira, San Antonio sports reporter. Follow him on Twitter at Casey underscore Vieira. And hey, February is Black History Month, and the Locked On Podcast Network is honoring the challenges and success of Black men and women in sports with a new series called Locked On Presents More Than a Game. This week, Candace Cooper of Locked On Tar Heels and Erica Ayala of Locked On Women's Basketball discuss the opportunities and challenges that come with being a black woman in sports. Subscribe to Locked On Presents podcast feed on radio app or the radio.com app, that is, or wherever you get podcasts. So, uh, Casey, let's go ahead and wrap this well past the quarter mark review series <laughs> and look at the fours. By the way, I've been putting this off just so you can help me wrap it up. So, yeah. We started this. We're going to end this. So you look at the Spurs forwards, and um, let's start off with the yeah, obvious. start off with DeMar DeRozan. Uh, what more can you say about the guy? I mean, my goodness, back-to-back 30-point outings, uh, you know, facilitating, being a leader, being a closer, embracing the role model, mentor role with these young guys. He's in a contract year. And if he's playing because he's playing, he wants a new contract, well, then he's certainly earning it, isn't he? You know, over the summer or over the hiatus going into the bubble, I was firmly on the idea of flipping DeRozan before the start of the season to get some sort of asset back. I was firmly in that camp. Start the reboot right now. Don't mess around. Don't lose the season. Flirt with being a eight seed or just something that's going to go in and get you smacked. Speed up the reboot, get the young kids going right now. Now I'm of the mindset that you got to try to bring the dude back. You got to yeah. try to bring him back, especially if you're looking at a, a, a two plus one at $80 million, whatever it may be, something like that. Go 30, 25, 25. That, that's, that adds up to that's 70, right? Yeah. No, 20, 30, 25, 25. Yeah, that adds up. That adds up to 80. So some deal like that, I don't know if you would agree to it, but something relatively reasonable to bring him back. I don't see why you wouldn't do it. I don't. I don't understand why you wouldn't do it. And, and people saying, oh, it's, you know, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be a detriment to Lonnie. Take away the, from, from the young guys. Well, if it's a front-loaded deal that has an option on the third year, how is that more beneficial than having Lonnie Walker go out there and playing yeah. 30 minutes a night? Like, is, is having DeRozan here, like, is that not, isn't that not more beneficial having DeMar here for those two years, the last year and change of, of yeah. a guy like Lonnie's contract? 
how is how is not having Demar here at this point? It's not like like, like if all of a sudden it becomes a, a market thing where the market skyrockets all the way to Demar is not taking anything less than a four year deal. Okay, okay, fine. And you don't want to bring him back on a Gordon Tayward type of contract for sure. four for one twenty or something ridiculous like that. You want you want to steer away and don't want to do it. Okay, that's fine. But something that's reasonable that still keeps you in the play for Collins or marketing in the offseason, that's not going to murder you on that front. Why would you not want to bring him back? I'm right there with you. Um, I think they should bring him back. Not going to break the bank, but I think he'll get a paid raise, that's for sure. But I think he's built something here. He's building something with these young guys, and I think he sees it. Uh, I mentioned, you know, start this segment, you know, how he's embracing the mentor role that he gets a kick out of the young guys. You know, he had a laugh with the media when somebody asked him uh, who's the uh, the most energetic uh, of the young guys. And he goes, oh, it's effing uh, Keldon Johnson. You know, he he said he just loves watching them grow. And I think he he's embraced it. And I think he embraces the city of San Antonio and he's bought into the system. Now, how much he wants, that's a whole other story. I mean, you're right. If he asks something ridiculous you know, where it hurts the Spurs moving forward, then yeah, maybe you negotiate. That's what it is, negotiations. But barring that, I think you sign him up and I'm going to give him a grade of an A plus this season. Yeah. yeah. Given the expectations of what we thought, I, I, I'm not going to give him an A plus because I think that's, that would mean he's absolutely perfection. Which mm-hmm. is I would give him an A minus. Okay. I've, and, and he, nothing, nothing, nothing less than an A minus. He's yeah. just he's he's been he's been good. He's been really good for this team on yeah. many fronts, many many fronts. You know, and he has had that stigma of not being a closer. Well, he's been showing he's been a closer ever since the bubble. I mean, he's been playing. Right. You know, uh, I mean, Popovich even said it himself. You know, after the the game recently, saying that he's the go to guy. So if the Spurs needed an identity as far as that department, who is the Spurs go-to guy, it's DeRozan. It is absolutely DeRozan. And, and just- another thing to keep in mind here, too, with the DeRozan, the argument to bring him back and mm-hmm. uh, just that conversation, is that the only thing DeMar DeRozan has ever done wrong as a Spur is not be Kawhi Leonard, not be at Kawhi Leonard's talent level. That's yeah. it. That's it. Guy doesn't complain. Guy adapts to mm-hmm. whatever the situation is. He got here. He was the two guard. Now he's essentially the four on some nights. Mm-hmm. They throw it out there. He went from a scorer to needing – I mean, he's still a scorer now, but facilitating the need to facilitate is a big part yeah. of the job description for him right now. Exactly. He adapts, answers every media question, doesn't yes. get in trouble. Nope. Has a, has a clean record, been a good representation of the franchise. I don't see why you wouldn't want that back. I don't see how not having him around makes the team better. I don't. Absolutely. You know, the, I think you build with him. I'm not saying you build around him. I'm saying you build with him moving forward. Um, if the Spurs decide, and of course him too, I mean, he has to agree to stay in San Antonio as well. It's not just simply the Spurs saying, well, yeah, there's some yeah, money, you know, like, right, yeah, right. That's he has right. to be cool with being a part of a rebuild. That's the thing. This is a rebuild that DeMar is part of right now. Does he want to sustain that moving forward and be part of this? I, I think he would be okay with it, but you're not going to blame the guy if well, I'm throwing a, a, a fake team here, the, the Clippers throw quite the money at him, you know, and he has a legit shot to get a ring, something he doesn't have on his resume. Mm-hmm. If he takes that, you can't blame him. It was through no fault of his own that he came to San Antonio. He was yeah. traded here. So there we go. Quickly, a little bit more about DeMar DeRozan. Among uh, other small forwards in the NBA, he is second in free throws made, second in assists, second in free throw attempts, seventh in points, and ninth in field goal made. So, yeah, he's definitely leaving a mark. In a good way for your Spurs. We're not going to talk about Lonnie because we did Lonnie already the first couple segments, so you know what we feel about him. Let's shift to another star at the small forward spot, and that is Keldon Johnson. I I forget sometimes he's just in his second season, Casey. That's how impactful he is. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's you want to talk about guys that are giving us an identity of what they are. 
we're getting a real good identity of what Keldon Johnson is. We, mm-hmm. we really, we're we're getting a good idea of a guy who, for his size, I mean, he plays physical, but he's still growing into his body. He plays a lot bigger than he is. He plays a lot more reckless than he is. I was telling someone the other day, I think this is a very apropos parallel, that I have a, a nephew. He's mm-hmm. a parent, and this, I don't, I don't, this, this kind of, uh, I guess, is an indictment on his recklessness, but kind of a, a growing into aspect of things. But we've seen, in, to give you a context, I have a nephew who's a year and a half, a year and a half years old. And the way he goes about things, he's a, he's a, a classic, classic boy. It's do first, think about the outcome later. You have mm-hmm. your, you have your, your little, those little red and yellow, uh, foot operated toy cars that the kids sit in. You want to take that and you want to run that full speed into the wall. Yeah, cool. You don't know the outcome, but after it crashes into the wall, you're like, Oh, okay. If I go full momentum in the side of the house, it might hurt a little bit. And I feel like that's kind of <laughs> like the way that Keldon Johnson plays. It's like, Oh, okay. There's a, a hard seven foot right there in the middle. I'm going to try to dunk on him. If it goes in, well, okay, but I don't know what's going to happen. And sometimes it works and other times it doesn't. But, hey, that, that's, that's part of the process. And largely for the most part, it's worked for him. Kind of that, kind of that, that aggression, I guess, tamed aggression, so to speak, uh, if you want to call it that. I don't know. But largely up to this point with him, He's established his identity and what he is. He's been pretty good all the way around. And I think Absolutely. the Burks fans are plenty happy with what they've gotten out of him. Absolutely. Yeah. You, you cannot stress enough just how impactful he has been for your San Antonio Spurs. And you look at just where he ranks among other small forwards. Mind you, again, second season, everybody. Second season. He's second in free throws made, second in assist, second in free throw attempts. Seventh in points at the small forward position, and uh, fifth in free throw percentage. I think he leads. Either he leads or he's among leaders, like one or two, on the team and rebounding too. So he, mm-hmm. he's getting those opportunities for the Spurs. He's we know that he crashes the rim, uh, you know, almost recklessly sometimes, but he screams at the top of his head, providing that energy. He does it on both ends of the court. Obviously, there's still room for improvement. You know, with, with Keldon, it's really it's really this. You're gonna get a three point shot or something at the rim. There's no in between with him, and I think that's the next step in his evolution. There has to be an in between game, and hopefully he'll get that as well. But you know what can you say about Keldon? I'm gonna give him um, I'm gonna give him an A minus. Okay, that's mm-hmm. fair. I was gonna, I was gonna go the B plus route because okay. I feel like there have been times where and, and thankfully with his game, he has he his game when it comes to the inconsistencies, the parallel to Lonnie is that when his shot is not going or, or when there's an avenue of his game that's off, there's some other way that, that Keldon Johnson impacts the game. Right. And that's, I guess, the positive aspect of being inconsistent is that he's still impacting the game in his minutes. He hasn't been perfect. He hit a little bit of a wall on that, that five game swing towards the ladder. And I made walls maybe a little strong, but was, his flaws were exposed a little bit, and that's okay. That's a given. But for the most part, it's been very little to complain about with that guy, man. So give me a B plus. All right. Let's go ahead and move on now. We're not going to talk about Lucas Samanich because, uh, well, he's with Austin. And I don't want to start another fire here on Locked on Spurs. Yeah. With that name. You bring on that name, and Spurs fans go crazy. Let's talk about Rudy Gay, the old vet. Uh, well, he was not say old because he would take exception to that. He says that he's not that old. But nevertheless, uh, the, the veteran is just proven to be uh, that key bench player, double-figure scoring, steady, you know, willing to even play the five spot at times, accepting a, a secondary role off that bench when for most of his career he's been a starter. What more can you say about, uh, about Gay? I mean, he's just a consummate pro, Casey. Yeah, he's been okay. He's been okay. I wasn't going to give him, I mean, yeah, the consummate pro, that is fact. Adapting to his role and being there in a, mm-hmm. a veteran, your classic veteran, I'll put you under my wing spot. He's been there. He's done, a, a, he's, he's done his job in that capacity. 
Mm-hmm. But on the court, I mean, aside from uh, uh, what was it, the Portland game where they had five guys, all five guys with twenty plus, was that what it was? Mm-hmm. The Portland yeah. game. He's he's had a, a few good showings offensively, but for the most part, it's kind of just been, eh, eh. Okay, you know what? Relatively productive, uh, average on defense, just keeps the ball moving on offense. I I feel like with him, it's just kind of been par for the course. I I, I look at what Rudy Gay's doing this year, and it's just kind of a a shoulder shrug, you know? He's not really doing anything to blow me away. There's nothing he's out there. I'm like, oh, God, this dude sucks or anything like that. It's just kind of he's there. He's there. I don't know. Well, he's averaging 11 points, 11 points off that bench, 5.4 rebounds, 1.5 assists per What's game. What's his field goal about percentage right now? Field goal percentage, he is about – give me two seconds. Of course, I would click away from it. Right. <laughs> but, uh, but no, but you look at what he's doing. He's doing that in 22 minutes a game. You know, Mind you, this is not Memphis Grizzlies Rudy Gay anymore. No, this is you know I think you got to keep that in mind. You know he's he's not that guy anymore. Not even Sacramento Kings before his uh, his major injury to his Achilles, uh, and he's been serviceable. And I think maybe that's the word you're looking for. Just serviceable. serviceable. There we go. Yeah. Serviceable. That's it. That's the word. Serviceable. But I think in a team that is so young, you need him his presence and. And I think he's done a good job. He talks about the, the kids uh, highly. You know, he loves it, enjoys playing with them. Uh, and and he's doing it in, in limited time, except that we mentioned this too, except in a role that he's not accustomed to. And I think I'm not, I'm not sitting here saying that he's an all-star, obviously not, but also not here saying he's a chump as well. I mean, he's, no. he's proving to be a, a key component, especially when the young guys are not getting their groove going. It's usually him along with the veterans that come in and write the ship, Casey. Yeah, and I think he's doing just everything you ask. Serviceable. Mm-hmm. Serviceable is the word. And, and I think he's, he's doing everything you need him to do, which is not a lot, thankfully. The big thing that he, he's, he's being asked to do right now, his main primary responsible goal or something that's going to be the most beneficial to the team is take the guys under his wing. I mean, what's Rudy Gay been in the league now? 14, 15 years? Oh, yeah. He's been there for quite some time. I mean, right he's here. been in there. It feels like he's been in here for 150 years, man. Yeah, 14 years now. Yeah. 14 years. 14 yeah. years. He was drafted in uh, 2006. Eighth overall. Uh, he was the eighth pick. Yeah, he was the eighth pick. Yeah, high expectations for Rudy Gay. You remember him at UConn, dude. He was a ball player. Yep. But. You know, I, I mean, he is what he is. He's done a good He's done a good enough job. And, and the things you, he's been most at a need at he's been there for what you need him to do yeah and you know do we want to over oh, quickly i'm going to give him a, a a solid b okay yeah me too all right me too and to round it off um say well we're do you do we throw eubanks in here because we didn't really talk to him about him too much in the center spot but he also plays a power four spot I mean, uh, I know we have. Right, there's not much to talk about with him. Yeah, I, that's what I was to say. There's not that much of a sample size, but in the the last game against Houston, boy, whew, he provided a spark, and hopefully he'll continue doing that as uh, his career develops in San Antonio. All right, well, we're done talking. We want to hear from you. Uh, what do you think about the Fords at this point of the season? Uh, you impressed by them? Uh, do you want to see a little bit more out of Rudy? Um, are you just like, over the head over the heels about Calvin and Johnson and DeMar DeRozan? And also, what do you think about the hot topic of today, Lonnie Walker? Uh, you sold on him? Are you selling him? Are you buying that he just needs more time? Where do you stand with Lonnie? Hopefully you can be consistent with us in your take. <laughs> what do you think about Lonnie Walker? And you can let me know on Twitter at Jeff G Spurs Zone and subscribe to Locked On Spurs or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Uh, radio.com, uh, Stitcher, iTunes, uh, Spotify, it's all there. And yeah, subscribe to the rest of the Locked On NBA Network shows. NFL may be over, but doesn't mean the NFL side of Locked On Network is still going. Uh, go check it out. And uh, yeah, there's a lot of games too to be played. So if you want to scout some Spurs enemies like the Warriors yesterday or uh, the games ahead, we can start the Rodeo Road Trip. 
There's a lot. All the teams are covered on the Locked On NBA side. Casey, I hear um, a new episode of Vieira's and SA is out. Yep, new episode up. Put it up yesterday. Talking about, you know what, Jeff, the only thing I know more about than basketball, I say that relatively speaking, the only thing I know more, The Bachelor. I'm very consistent with my Bachelor predictions. So if there's someone out there listening and your significant other, or even you yourself, you know, you're a big fan of The Bachelor, like me, I like to think I'm very well-versed, you know, a lot of my interests. <laughs> uh, Vieira's NSA talking about Bachelor, doing our Bachelor predictions midway through. Another solid episode last night. So check us out for that. And uh, my lovely spouse and I, plenty of other stuff as well. Vieira's NSA on YouTube and find us on the gram too. Does the pup make a cameo on this one? Uh, no. No, he does not, unfortunately. Oh, I do, though. We have, we have. Well, if you see a dip in viewers, you know why. Oh, yeah, <laughs> I know. We actually have a good one coming up, uh, a, a little for the Instagram only kind of thing. We were shooting uh, a Valentine's Day related one that's going to go up on Thursday. Okay. And oh my lord, he, he just wouldn't leave us alone. So well, he he felt the love. Oh uh, yeah, he was all in on it. He needed to give his take. So a little uh, a little behind the scenes action. We'll put that up at some point this week. But we also got another episode coming for you on Thursday too. Awesome, awesome. Yeah, and uh, during the uh, break, the second break we had, Casey also let me know that supposedly Entertainment Tonight is going to be interviewing him. And oh wife. yeah, uh, we'll we'll definitely check that out that uh, once ready. it comes out here. Uh, Kevin Fraser still there? I don't know. I'm I'm See, still back in the old school days. Or, or is he John Tesh. That's how old back I go. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. You go way back. Yeah. Yeah, I go way back. But we'll look forward to that entertainment we, uh, entertainment tonight spot uh, with Casey <laughs> and his wife and Thank his you. dog. Whenever in the world that comes out. But we're done talking. All right. So for Casey Vieira, I am Jeff Garcia. We're going to put a lock on this episode of Locked On Spurs.